I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. NCAA basketball season so if you could just catch us up maybe just a little bit in general how your guys are doing and uh, how uh, how your staff is doing uh, in this downtime well there's, there's no magical solution and what we've done is continue to stay in direct contact with our players uh, obviously concerned with their safety most importantly as well as their families but then also you know, can you get to a workout facility? Can you get to a lifting facility? What are you doing condition, conditioning-wise? Are you staying on top of your online classes? You know, because everybody's home. Uh, you know, so guys were, you know, having pretty good access and they weren't having access. Uh, so, you know, whether it be running outside or uh, lifting on your own, can you get into a gym and, and get some shots up? Guys are kind of just going through that on their own, making sure our incoming freshmen have everything that they need done. Uh, if we do, in fact, convene in June, which we had planned on doing before, uh, obviously they have to finish and graduate, so they're, they're working on that. Staying in touch with the staff, obviously, uh, on a regular basis as it relates to recruiting. Uh, and we obviously have a full roster right now at 13. So we're not trying to sign anybody late. We're not looking at transfer pools, anything like that. You know, we have 13. We're set at 13. And uh, just encouraging the guys to challenge one another. We've had Zoom phone calls. In particular, I've been impressed with our captains, you know, Luca, Connor, uh, Jordan, and, and Joe Wieskamp. They all talked about what they're doing to motivate themselves, what can what they've been doing to motivate each other uh, to be great and to stay connected and to recognize we have a chance to have a special season. Let's remain focused on that and not uh, just sit home and do nothing. Uh, it's hard with the situation we're in, but I've been really impressed with our leadership and most importantly, each individual's inner drive to be accomplishing great things during this period of time. So that's where we're at. Has this made it uh, a little tougher on guys like Jordan and Jack, maybe even uh, your son Patrick to a degree on 
the uh, injury and, and rehabbing and getting the, uh, the medical advice and stuff that they need on a daily basis? I think all are in, 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 in very, very good positions. I mean, I think the great thing about Jordan is uh, he has really been incredibly diligent since his surgery. Uh, and it's probably felt the best he's felt in a very long time. But more importantly, you know, he's really, uh, I think, gotten his body to the point, you know, where it needs to be in terms of strength and, and weight and what he eats. His discipline has been, as you would expect it to be, incredibly professional. Uh, and I'm really proud of him for that. So he's, he's in a really good position and he's right where he needs to be. Same with Jack. Jack, at, you know, at his, at his home, he, he has an indoor court. Uh, so he's been able to do some things. But, you know, some of the stuff he's still doing in the pool. Uh, but, you know, has had no setbacks from his knee. He's been running. So that's a good sign. Uh, but we're not rushing anything. We're, we're, we're making sure we're going at the pace that he needs to go. Same with Patrick. You know, we have uh, a good setup at the house. You know, he, he and Connor can lift. We have a lifting area, and then we also have a court. So they're able to get shots up uh, and stay in shape and then go outside and run when they have the opportunity. And then we also have, you know, treadmills and things like that they can, they can work out on. So we're, we're fortunate there. Patrick is coming along really well. He's up over 200 pounds, which is, you know, the first time he's ever been uh, over 200 pounds. So that's, that's a good sign. And he's had the ability to lift. We have weights here. Uh, and those guys have been really diligent doing that. So, you know, those three guys in particular, I've been really proud of. I know with, with, with those, with your two of the guys being on the, on the team, how is, uh, what's a typical day around, uh, around your house? It's got to be pretty active there. It is. And, uh, you know, some days, uh, you know, Jack will work out with uh, his buddies, you know, uh, Billy Taylor's son and here buddies, they work out together sometimes, uh, which is good. And, and, and he, you know, he can work out with his older brothers. He's done that. They can, you know, I think Connor and Patrick kind of pushed each other, but when we have our weekly calls with the team, with everybody on there together, I think that's, that's the important thing for them in particular, Connor as a leader, but then also, for Patrick as a younger guy to be on top of what he needs to be on top of. So, you know, a lot of our day is focused around, around those kinds of workouts, but at the same time, uh, both Mart and Jack are also doing online classes. So we have four doing online classes and, and those are happening at different times, depending upon who's got what homework assignment, uh, if they have a speech due or if they have a, a paper due or preparing for a test or if they have a test. So we're pretty much staying right here. Uh, have some projects going on around the house that you kind of put off, but we've not put off because we have the opportunity to do that now. But it's been good to have some, some family time. Uh, that's what we always look forward to. And when you have four going in different directions, you don't always have all six of us together. So that's been good. Does it help with you, with you and your staff that your recruiting class this year would be relatively a smaller class? Is that more of an advantage over 
having to, you know, trying to sign four or five guys, or do you feel like you're missing out on, on younger classes at this point? You know, I think it's, it's going to be different for everybody. Uh, you know, bringing in a class of five this year certainly takes some of the pressure off, but, you know, we're also losing, you know, going into the following year, you know, you lose Garza and you lose you know, Jordan Bohannon, you know, two of the greatest players ever to wear that jersey. So there's always going to be pressure to find their replacement and, and get the same kind of quality that we would have expected to get in a typical year. So, you know, we're not going to get to see, see games in April. <clears throat> we don't know if we're going to get to see games in July, if the schedule will be postponed or canceled, two different things, would they move it back? How does it relate to the NCAA camps, uh, you know, Peach Jam and the Gauntlet, et cetera, you know, the, the, the shoe company events. Uh, I think that's all up in the air. I think we probably have to assume that that's not going to take place. So what we've done is stay in, in direct contact with the guys that we had been recruiting in particular. And at the same time, you know, trying to network and get involved with some other guys. The hard part there is if you don't see them uh, in person, you don't have the same feel for what you think their impact could be. You can't have a similar conversation with regard to what your vision is for that person. So that may just have to wait. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you're only really looking to sign two, there's not as much pressure. Uh, we're involved with some good players that, you know, we've, I think had a established pretty good relationship with, and maybe we get one, maybe we get two and it's over. Or maybe we sign one and carry one to the following year because we might redshirt a guy in this class. So there's a lot of ways to look at it. And you have a couple guys, Luca, obviously looking at the NBA, but, but Joe Wieskamp, I said he's coming back. What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, just a little bit about Joe for sure coming back, and then how is this affecting Luca in his summer? Well, it, it, everybody's affected. I mean, it's not the optimum situation for somebody who put their name in. Uh, you know, when you when you do that, you're looking for an opportunity. Well, first of all, you're looking for feedback, but then you're looking for an opportunity. So not only will there not be any combine or team workouts or interviews, there might be a few interviews, I guess, over the phone, but there was no Big Ten tournament and no NCAA tournament. So those are opportunities missed by Joe and Luke and everybody else on our team and everybody else that thought about putting their name in or thought about going pro. Those are opportunities to showcase your skill set in, in a different way than during the regular season. So both our guys missed on those opportunities. They won't get to go work out. And, and, and I think both felt confident that if given those opportunities, they would have performed well. And I agree, they would have. So we're all, you know, not sure. Is there going to be a combine? If there is, it's certainly not going to be when it was scheduled to be. Will it be rescheduled? Will there be a draft as we know it? Will, when will the draft take place? Maybe it's going to be later. So uh, a lot of uncertainty for all the players that are in that position, and that's unfortunate. But I think under the circumstances, Joe made the right decision there, uh, knowing the the murky situation that he's in with regard to opportunity. 
not that he doesn't feel confident that he could play in the NBA, because I know he does, and so do I. Same for Luca, you know. But I think the thing about Luca that makes him special is when you watch him play against other players. Uh, and that's when he lines up against somebody and outplays the guy across from him. And he's going to benefit more from those opportunities uh, than since he doesn't have them. That's unfortunate. But obviously there's a lot of tape for teams to watch. And you know, I would argue that nobody had a better year than he did. We'll go around and take some questions from some of the guys. Uh, Steve Batterson, do you have any follow-up question? Yeah, Fran, thanks for taking the time, first of all. What uh, – having an opportunity to work with guys in the summer versus maybe not having that opportunity, how does that change the dynamics of things and, and expectations on your part? It won't change the expectation. I think the unfortunate thing is not so much for the older guys because they know our stuff. They, it, it's the incoming freshmen that will not benefit from that experience. However, they won't be behind any other freshmen, obviously, because they won't be in, they'll be in the same situation. Uh, I like getting the whole team here, lifting in the mornings together, motivating one another, coming to skill development sessions. We break it up. We go skill development sessions, and then we go full practice sessions, maximizing the amount of time the NCAA gives us. It allows us to put things in and get the young guys used to terminology. When you have a veteran group, it's important, but it's not as important because they know our offense, they know our terminology, they know our defensive schemes, they know how we train. And I'm hopeful that while it may not look like it did last year, we'll be able to do something along those lines this summer. Uh, Chad Lysico. Hey, good afternoon, Coach. Um, I actually wanted to, wanted to ask about uh, – exempt tournaments I don't think you're one of the few teams nationally that hasn't signed up for one is that uh, what can you tell us on that front uh and around your non-conference scheduling uh yeah I I think Chad uh you know I don't know when this would be announced but I think we're going to have our own uh and I don't know that it's all finalized yet but I think we have some teams uh we'll know more about that moving forward uh, Mike Klaas. How you doing, Fran? Hey, Mike. Um, just uh, the freshman. I mean, is uh, the is the the big kid from Worcester? Is he in London now? He is. How do you how do you deal with with these guys who haven't lived and breathed with you guys and and are just sort of out there, you know, on their own islands? I think the only way to do that, Mike, is is with constant communication. Uh, so I, you know, I, I reached out today and talked with Joe Toussaint, Aaron Eulis. I called Tony Perkins. I've been in constant contact with the Murray Twins. They're in a little bit of a different situation because they're from here. Uh, they've already been out of school for one year and, and kind of understand what we're doing. They used to come in last year and play with our guys in open gym. They know all our players. So it's a little bit different. Josh is a little more unique because when this first thing first hit for him, he didn't go home. He went to the home of a friend's house 
and 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 great young man, great teammate, and they would they would train together, run hills, that kind of stuff, and it's all they could do. But I think he, you know, he missed home. He missed his his parents and uh, wanted to get get back home for a little bit of time before he came back here. And we're still obviously not sure exactly what time that's going to be. So, you know, he went home. He was anxious to go home. He, I think he went, went home last week. I talked to him actually when he was in the airport. And he was on our Zoom call last Friday from London. So we're keeping in touch with him to make sure he knows kind of what we're doing. Uh, he's finishing up his academic year and is anxious to get back here whenever that is. Scott Dodgman. Yeah, thanks uh, for doing this, Fran. And kind of along those lines of what Chad asked about the exempt tournament, what uh, with scheduling, and I know Gary Barta mentioned there's going to be a lot of uh, cost cutting and stuff. What is there anything that you're planning to do scheduling-wise in the non-conference uh, to, to maybe either cut costs or, or keep from going around – you know, the, the, the continent or you, uh, you know, has anything been thought of in that regard? Well, you know, obviously, you know, we're down the road on this, on this coming year's schedule. So there's not much you can do there. Uh, will there be down the road? You know, it, probably not from the very standpoint that, you know, it, and we do our tournament here this year, uh, We'll probably be in an MTE next year and the year after that, the year after that. Uh, you're going to play 20 league games. You're going to play Iowa State. You have your challenge games. Uh, we typically look for one other potential game, kind of like Cincinnati last year, uh, kind of like Colorado a couple of years ago, things like that. And then we'll have – you know, a couple games where we play teams at home. But you don't have many options left. There's only a couple of games to add, and we'll have some home games. We want to make sure we have home games as well. So uh, there's not, I think, in direct answer to your question, any mandate from the administration, hey, we're going to change scheduling this way. We're going to travel a certain way. Yes, we will look next year to – really analyze the budget and how we're spending our money. How are we traveling? Would we add a couple bus trips and not fly? Would we take a 30 passenger plane rather than a bigger plane? You know, things like that are, are legitimate changes that might take place, but that has not been finalized yet either. Josh Christensen. Uh, yes, it's coach. Um, I guess uh, the big thing is, is, um, you know, the way that the season ended, you know, it's been two months since you guys had played. Um, I guess, uh, how is it that you, you know, you guys are one of the favorites already with the, the experience that is coming back next year. So how is it that you make sure that these guys are doing what they need to do and, you know, what, whatever happens with Luca's decision? But, I mean, how is it that you guys still have that drive, you know, the way that you guys finished last year and carry that over into, into next year just with everything going on? Well, the drive comes within each one of the players. I mean, the coaches are always going to be driven and professional. But the drive that you're referring to that's necessary has to come from the players. And I, I, I 
feel really good about the group that we have in terms of, of that area. You know, this is a self-motivated group. Uh, they put the time in, they take care of their bodies. They live their life the right way. Uh, but I think most importantly, they're connected as friends, as teammates, as competitors, and, and be truthful. That's when it's fun to coach because when you have a group of guys that show up and work hard every day and support each other and challenge each other and try to get better and come back and do the same thing the next day, that's when your team has success. When it's disjointed and selfish uh, and egotistical, then you don't. And that's why I mentioned earlier, in particular, with the four captains that we have, and you could throw Jack Nunji in there uh, because, you know, he's he'll be a senior. Uh, you're talking about a group of individuals who are unique to themselves in terms of their personalities, but but truly work hard, listen, watch film, take care of their business academically, uh, just really good teammates. And, uh, you know, they're not issues guys where we're always dealing with off-court stuff and, and, and distractions. They're locked in. And when you're locked in like that, you have a credibility to talk to your teammates in a way, and particularly the young guys, that this is how you have to act. This is how you have to prepare. This is how you have to be. So uh, I think we all recognize the challenge that's ahead in terms of expectation. But the critical thing is each of those guys have expectations for themselves. Adam Russell. Hey, Fran, thanks for doing this. Um, you mentioned the freshmen being more concerning, not being around campus, but what level of detail are you losing not being able to work hands-on with, with a veteran group on campus? Well, I think that's it. it you know, it's, it's the detail. You know, it doesn't sound like much, but being able to truly understand what our terminology is, how we run our motion offense, uh, how we guard ball screens, how we prepare defensively. You know, when I make a statement, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not like, what does that mean? My high school coach called it something different. Uh, but I think coming together as a group and coming together to get stronger now that the guys that are coming in are physically in, in a good place. It's not like we have guys that we have to say, okay, I've got to put 15 pounds on that guy. It's not like that. They're all in pretty good shape in terms of strength and conditioning. So, yes, we'll miss that. And they'll miss how guys are motivated to be the best that they can be physically in that training room, or excuse me, in the weight room, uh, working out together. But I think we'll be it'll be missed most on the court. You know, being able to get, you know, and this only happened a few years ago, as you know, where we could get guys here in the summer and and work with them individually and collectively and they could ask coach questions to the coaches they could ask questions to the veteran guys and the veteran guys kind of put their arm around the young guys and take them under their wing and 
and help them through it. And the fact that it starts in June and not like the old days when it started in the middle of October. And by the time you figured anything out, you're getting ready to play your first game. Uh, you know, that's, that's the difficulty for, for those young guys. And that's the unfortunate thing. It may end up being more like, like the old days, but who knows if we, you know, if we come back, say, uh, full go at the end of August and into the beginning of September, you know, maybe we'll get more days back to work out with them that we lost in the summer. You know, we don't know those answers yet, but that's a possibility as well. Rob Howe. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Fran, thanks for talking to us. We appreciate it. Um, sure thing. You, uh, what your conversations were like with Cordell seemed like he was kind of found a groove towards the end of the season. What were the conversations like before he decided to, to move on? I, I think very positive. You know, he, he thought long and hard about it. Uh, he loved his time here. He loves his teammates. They love him. I told him that we would not have won 20 games last year without him. You know, he's had a remarkable career, although obviously is maybe sometimes difficult due to the injuries in particular. You know, you never recruit a guy coming off major surgery and expect him to have two more major surgeries. So, you know, I always, you know, had a soft spot in my heart for him because I thought he fought through that in a very professional way. I was very proud of him for that. I think what he thought and how he feels, and, and I, I can't say that I disagree with him. I think he wants a bigger role in his last year, and I think he's capable of that. Uh, and I think he, he found a place that he thought could provide that. He's excited about that, and I'm excited for him. Grant Becker, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, Coach, I was uh, – thanks for doing this. Appreciate you taking the time. Sure. Um, I wanted to know, you know, we've seen some of the stuff that the guys have been up to. You know, Jordan putting out these dribbling drills for kids. Luca putting up, you know, knocking down half-court three-point shots. Um, maybe some stuff that we haven't seen, too. What are the best things you've seen come out of this from your guys? I just think that the only thing that can really come out of it is that they stay together and uh, stay connected. You know, the on-court stuff, that'll take care of itself. Uh, but this is, this is not how we're used to living. These, these are motivated young guys that get up and grind every day, and, and the grinding part is hard. But I think watching them on the phones with each other, you know, sometimes they'll – all have the headphones on. They're all playing Fortnite together. Uh, things like that, I think, is the critical thing because they all recognize what's at stake. They all recognize the opportunity before us. And, and I think that's the most important thing, and I've been really proud of that. 
Tom Caker. Hey, Fran, thanks for doing this. Um, sure thing. You know, um, I'm wondering about, uh, about Connor. Uh, you know, he saw his basketball season end and his baseball season end within, you know, hours of each other, really. Um, how has he kind of dealt with that? Well, in the beginning, Tom, he was obviously, you know, beyond disappointed. Initially, you know, we were all together in Indianapolis, and 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 that was just a horrible feeling. Uh, you can kind of sense where it was going, but I think we all hoped at first. Well, okay, we don't get to play in the Big Ten tournament. We've earned the right to play in the NCAA tournament. Maybe we'll get to do that. You know, so we were just all dealing with the gut punch, and then he gets this on top of it. Uh, because I think you could see that that team was also on its way to having a terrific season. Uh, it was coming together for that team. Uh, they clearly had more depth than they had the year before. And and he really liked that group of guys and was anxious to join them, you know, hopefully later than sooner, because that would mean we kept winning. But uh, I, I, I think – it's been hard on him. You know, it's been hard on him. And, and, you know, he talks a lot to Isaiah, you know, Fillard and, and, and he missed this all season. He was really pounding the ball. And so uh, at least those guys will get to play next year and have another year of eligibility, which is great. Uh, but kind of just kind of refocused academically to finish this, this semester strong. He's been lifting and his body's in a good place and he's been working on his game. He's has been doing some hitting, uh, but uh, doing a lot more shooting and, and working on his game in basketball. Scott Reister. All right. Hi, Coach. Uh, I was wondering uh, where you think Luca is uh, on his decision. I know you touched on the challenges he's going through during the pandemic as far as not being able to work out in person, but need a sense for uh, if he's leaning one way or the other yet, or is it too early to say? I, I don't have a sense of which way he's leaning, and I, and I typically wouldn't have that. Uh, it's not something that I meddle in. Uh, I typically support my guys when they decide they want to explore this opportunity that's given to them. I've had conversations multiple times with him and his dad. Uh, you know, he, he and his dad spoke to the NBA office to get the feedback. I mean, they, they spoke directly. So you get feedback in writing and then, you know, you can follow up with conversation and they did. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a positive thing because what you want is accurate information when you're making a decision of this magnitude. So right now, I mean, he's back in Iowa City, which which uh, he was excited to do. And I know, uh, you know, when he first got back, he was quarantined for, for two weeks. Today is the last day of quarantine. So I know he and Connor got together today, uh, even though they'd been on the phone quite frequently. So, uh, you know, I guess we'll find out in the next couple weeks what he ultimately decides. We'll just we'll just do a couple more here. Uh, Pat Hardy, you have a question? Pat, no. Pete Rudin with the Daily Island. Do you have a question, Pete? Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, friend, again for uh, doing this. Uh, you, uh, 
mentioned the uh, captains already, but uh, how have they just kind of been able to uh, bring their teammates along when when they don't see them every day? You know, I I think it's it's harder. You're right, but I do think you know we we can stay connected in so many different ways. Not the least of which is on the telephone. I mean, as we all know, guys in their 20s now, they, they tend to text more than they do call. So our guys text, but they do call, and we are doing the Zoom. So you can actually, you know, when we did our Zoom call and, and Joe Wieskamp gets on there and starts talking about something, or Luca or J-Bo or Connor, the guys are actually looking at them, and they're talking to the freshmen. And each one of, the, each one of those guys – takes three of his teammates and talks to that person during the course of the week. And then they rotate it so that they're all talking to everybody. So that there's never anybody losing any focus on what we're trying to accomplish. So uh, you're right. It's, it's more of a challenge and it's different, but it's doable. John Bonacamp. Yeah, friend. Um, I was going to ask you, what, what, how much of an adjustment has this been for you the last few weeks and not being able to do some of the things that you've been able to do in the springtime? Well, you know, it's, it's not something that, that uh, I looked forward to. It's not something, quite frankly, that I've enjoyed. It's something that we all did because it was necessary that we do it. You know, when the season ends, and of course it ended prematurely, there's a couple things that, you know, you're, you're thinking about number one, you want your players to get a little bit of rest and, and, and take a break. And sometimes, you know, we, you know, we need a break as a family. We'll go on a vacation. Uh, the timing is always not necessarily beneficial with the, with the April recruiting dates. Uh, some years you're still trying to sign a player or two and some years you're not this year. We weren't. So I might have been able to take a vacation, which would have been nice. Uh, but again, you know, we miss, we miss those recruiting weekends uh, for evaluation purposes. There's players that we hear about, that we get phone calls on, that we've watched on film, that we want to see play in person and compare to some of the other folks that we're recruiting. And then you find out maybe that somebody you thought you might have had a shot at, maybe we, we can't get him. Then you have to expand your list and look at other players. That's what recruiting is, as you all know. So, uh, you know, the, the daily routine of get up, go to the office, meet with your staff. What are we doing with our guys in terms of skill development? How are we doing with strength and conditioning? Meet with Bill Maxwell, our strength coach, and anybody that's banged up. How are we doing, Brad Floyd, and talk to the team doctors. I mean, those conversations are still going on, but they're not in person and they're not at the office. So it's, it's just different, and it's, it's not necessarily the most enjoyable thing, but we're, we're making the best of it, and we're staying connected. Pat, did you have a question? Uh, you're muted, Pat. Now can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay, sorry about that, Fran. Um, Fran, getting back to Luca for a second, do you prepare right, – I know the season's a ways off, but do you prepare with the mindset that he is returning? How do you handle that uncertainty on a daily basis? 
I think what we would do is prepare as if he's coming back uh, with an eye on the fact that he might not come back. Okay, if he doesn't, okay, how do we how do we look at the roster? Now, the unique thing, as you all know, Pat, is we're not actually on the floor. Yeah. So we might be able to, if we were, look at some different combinations, try some guys at some different positions, four guard lineups, obviously playing the, you know, looking at the younger guys, you know, Jack Nungy in that spot, you know, getting Patrick back on the floor. Uh, and, and we have a team where our players know all the spots already. You know, Patrick knows the spots. I mean, Joe Wieskamp, obviously we played him everywhere. Same thing with Connor. Nunji knows all the spots. The veteran guys, J-Bo as well, when we have him with the ball or we have him off the ball. So we, you know, we make sure we know and communicate that. But right now, there's not a lot of planning going on in that sense, you know, because we're not out there together on the court. Uh, but there's certainly thought going into it. And I think, to be honest with you, I mean, when we went into the recruiting class last year, we knew it was a possibility that Luca might put his name in. Uh, you know, that's why one of the most important things, I think, you know, we needed to get Josh Gundelay to come. And, you know, you look at the Murray twins and Patrick is, you know, there's three, six, eight guys that give you versatility. And then you have talented wings like uh, Tony Perkins, who had a spectacular year, and Aaron Eulis. Those guys can play one, two, three. They can guard one, two, three. So I think, you know, the thought process has gone into uh, how do we put our team together if Luke is not back? Obviously, you know, I always say, you know, I would love – whenever you get a guy like Luke, you hope to coach him for four years. You love to coach him for 40 years. I mean, that's how great he is to be around. And we all saw what he did, and we all know what he's capable of doing next year, which is kind of scary uh, to think about. So uh, right now I'm just trying to give him the space he needs to make the decision he needs to make. And uh, we'll plan on him coming back. And if he doesn't, you know, we feel good about the rest of the roster to try to figure out how we can play without him, which is obviously going to be a huge hole when you take a guy out that's averaging 26 a game. All right, I, I kind of skipped over some of the TV guys. Anybody have a final question that we might have missed any topics here? I have Again, one. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. And this just happens to deal with, I mean, there's always a somewhat of a mourning period as soon as the season's over with. Uh, just to, whether you when you lose in the NCAA tournament. Well, this year you didn't get that. And plus, I don't think there was a team in America that could have handled Luca in a, in a short uh, scout. Uh, how difficult is that for you guys just to kind of mentally get over it? And is it is it still even too early just to kind of think about what this season and, and March could have been like for you? You know, I, I do think, Scott, that whole thought probably lingered. Uh, because of the uniqueness of it. I mean, who thought, who would ever think that the NCAA tournament would be canceled? Uh, we never thought we'd see that day. And we certainly didn't think we'd see it when we have such a good team with the guy who's the national player of the year on so many different publications. Uh, that's who you want to go into the NCAA tournament with. A veteran group where you've got plenty of shop makers, you've got plenty of versatility. You've got veterans coming off the bench. You feel really good about that team. 
well, you can't dwell on it forever. You know, it, it happened. It happened the way it happened. We're not the only ones who were disappointed. So I think kind of our thought process immediately shifted to, okay, let's look to next year. Let's, let's make sure we maximize the time that we have together and prepare for next year with the schedule that we have and, and try to accomplish this next year. Uh, David Eikhoff, I miss you there. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Hey, friend, again, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. You mentioned that uh, Jordan is feeling better than he has in memory, and you've kind of seen him obviously deal with injuries basically ever since he got on campus. How have you seen him mature just over the last couple of years? Um, and how excited are you to actually watch him and coach him when he's at full strength? You know, it's pretty amazing when you think about what he did playing in pain. Uh, you know, that's really hard to do, especially at the level that he played. Uh, you know, I think if you were watching this play, you never thought there's anything wrong. Nobody did. You know, if you ever asked him, Coach, I'm fine. I'm ready to go. Uh, and I think that's why it was important that he get the surgery when he did. And I know that he's happy that he did because it had to be done. And I think he's realized it had to be done for him to max out this opportunity and he gave him enough time to really get ready for next year and, and as I said he's incredibly mature in his approach to his body right now he knows the kind of shape that he needs to be in and he knows what he's capable of doing because he accomplished great things already so I'm just excited to get him back I'm looking forward to what I think his teammates are as well all right Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Coach. Really appreciate your time today. Okay, guys. Thank and, uh, you. We'll be talking to you.